Today we have Anson Cole with us. Hello. Anson started playing drums since the age of four and began teaching and playing professionally since the age of 18. He has performed in many countries, which include Japan, Australia, Malaysia, Hong Kong, India, Brunei, Indonesia. And he's a part of a few groups here, which include Wicked Aura, Cold Cut Quartet, and the Steve McQueens. On top of that, he's also the session drummer for Nathan Hartono. Thanks for doing this, man. Thank you, Ridwan. <laughs> <laughs> so, before anything, Anson and I are actually very good friends. So he's... <laughs> I can tell he's feeling a bit nervous. So please don't be nervous. My throat a bit dry. <laughs> <laughs> so I normally like to begin by asking, can you share with us a little bit about your journey so far to where you are now and to who you are now? Uh, I think it's a pretty long journey actually um uh, i mean time time flies <laughs> you know uh when i think about how i started off um it wasn't easy but so i would think i was lucky enough because my eldest brother is um actually a drummer and he is actually uh he was perform performing quite actively when i wanted to like get into the scene so he got me into a few, into a, a band called Gamma Rays, you know. So we were basically playing um, Gamelan fusion music. And oh, it was okay. um, mainly with um, a, a bunch of his schoolmates. Mm -hmm. I think it was a school project, if I'm not wrong, but which eventually became a, a, a band out of school that, you know, were doing gigs in, in Indonesia, in Esplanade. So... Uh, from there again a lot <clears throat> a lot of experiences so um, so before you joined this band were you in music school uh no so i i was taught i was taught by my brother uh at home then um so i guess when i was young my brother taught me how to play it as a kid and uh, just you just play along to songs and um eventually he taught me how to sight read and that wasn't the uh, the best part of the learning <laughs> as a kid you know i i didn't really like um reading but um eventually got the hang of it um but it was a lot of just playing to songs uh and then i got hooked on to basketball you know growing up so uh it wasn't until I, when i was 15 or 16 <clears throat> that i got back into like drumming and um considering it as a career so um uh that was that then my brother got me into like the into gamaris so, so that was when i, I really got uh, first-hand experience um, of like being in a band mm -hmm. and performing and going going overseas for shows and stuff like that um, <clears throat> and, but it wasn't that easy because I do remember a time when um, I think it was when I was 17 or 18 um, My I got a call from my brother he asked if I wanted to sub uh, mm. a gig for the night so i went down and it turns out because i don't have any experiences prior to that gig um they had to politely turn me down <laughs> so you showed up yeah i showed up wow, um, but okay. they were kind enough to you know still still pay me for for transport for coming down but mm. um 
<clears throat> it wasn't the the best feeling, but I understood where it came from because you know as a business they couldn't risk you know having someone with no experiences. So <clears throat> I would say um it's not you know um, it hasn't always been uh, smooth sailing or you know like really easy, but I'm thankful that I, I got quite a lot of help on on the way you know um from friends and um people around me that are nice enough to to care and help. You know, and help each other out. You know, grow together. Like we done, for example. You know, we know each other from, from quite a few years back. Mm. Yeah. Cause we 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 play a lot. <laughs> yeah. Together actually, in different outfits and all that mm. over the years. Cause you have been part of my journey as well. Yeah. Well, and the, this brother teaching you thing that's so interesting to me actually. So he taught you. Your foundation in music. Yeah. How much older he is? Is he? He's twelve years older. <laughs> I see. I see. Yeah. Wow. This this stunning to me. This stunning to me that he not just taught you. He kind of reined you in into the industry also. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I see. I see. Like, can you can you describe to the viewers out there what does it mean to be, say, a performing musician, a performing drama, mm. in Singapore? <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Honestly, I think in Singapore it's a little bit different. Um, from my perspective, being in different countries, um, so it seems like when you're like for 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 different countries, I think um, they all have their own uh, standards of what uh, it means to be a full time performing musician, you know, or or um, to be surviving as a performer of of some sorts. Um, but in Singapore, I would say it's not <clears throat> the uh, most readily available job <clears throat> to be a full-time performing musician in that sense. I would say uh, most of us do at least teach on the side or you know have something else that we fall back to. Um, unless we're doing like six or seven nights or regular gigs you know in 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 bars or or we have multiple joints where we play in um which you know i mean because singapore is so small there isn't really much uh, market out there for for everyone you know so uh in that sense i would say being a performing musician in singapore uh it's not the easiest but if you are willing to be uh to, to try to be versatile, you know, you're willing to adapt to situations, you can actually, you know, find find a, a path that suits you and find a balance, you know, between performing and sustaining your lifestyle and things like that. Yeah. Like having food on the table and a roof over your head, right? <laughs> and like, then can I ask you, like, how did you get started in the gig industry? Hmm. Beyond this initial start point of like being turned down. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my first start point was also not memorable at all. Yeah. But I think you have to have a start point. Yeah, that's true. And it goes better from there. I would think my most memorable one, um, apart from performing with the band that I mentioned before, Gamma Race, you know, back then I was still a kid, you know, and, and everyone else in the band were like, older brothers and sisters to me, you know, so... Um, so, hold on. So, when your brother asked you to join, did he leave the band or he... No, we were in the band together. Oh, okay, We wrote okay. a few songs as well. Very cool. Um, but yeah, so I think at that, at that phase, I was still kind of like being taken care of, you know, by by 
all, all these elder sister and, and, and brothers. But um, then he, at one point, the, the basis for, for that for the outfit, uh, Gamaris, um, a guy called Sean Hedger. Oh, wow. Okay. I think some of us know him. He was quite a, a big friend. name back then. Uh, I think he still is now. It's a great basis. So mm. I remember this story because it's quite interesting. So one day I was taking the train home. Mm-hmm. I got off at uh, Boon Lay, right? Okay. So I just got out of the train. I got a call from him and he was asking me like, uh, hey bro, like, you, you, do you like to play like hip hop? Like, yeah, I, I do. You know, and then he said, "The do you want to take a gig at Esplanade?" Like, yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, mm. and I mean, in my mind, I was trying to be cool and uh, you know, calm and collected. But in my mind, I was just like screaming and <laughs> yeah. So when when I when I got off the phone with him, um, the next thing I knew, I was smiling to myself all the way to the bus interchange. <laughs> that was like a good five minutes. You know, yeah. So uh, that was when I got you know my first gig as a drummer. You know, like really oh, wow. being behind the throne. But um, it was tough because all went well. But a few years later, when I look back at the the videos, mm-hmm. I realized I was pretty bad. <laughs> that time, you know? <laughs> but I guess it's a it's just a snapshot of time. Yeah, that was the best you at that point of time. Yeah, you know? I think I remember this because I went to MDC with Sean. Yeah, so they talked about this. Uh, Chinese drama who could play hip hop really well. <laughs> so I think that was you actually. Probably. So that yeah. was your first gig. Wow. Yeah. So our connections actually run Quite even longer close. than we know, no? Yeah. My goodness. So that what has happened beyond that start point for you? Um like how how do you keep developing yourself in terms of not just the craft, but also this kind of continuity of okay, next gig. How do I proceed to the next gig? To the next gig? I, but I would say, you know, you just, uh, I didn't worry too much about these things back then. Mm. Uh, so all I cared about back then, uh, I was still pretty young. It, it's just about um, trying to better myself. You know, and I think like all of us, when we were young, it's the same thing for us. It's like when you are, young and you're playing a game be it basketball soccer playstation you just want to get better at it mm-hmm. so I, I think it was just that that thought process so i, I used to be in uh, my brother's studio at uh, park lane um i would be there the whole night okay okay i would be there to from like 10 9 10 p.m to like 6 a.m oh, i would wow. just be practicing and taking a break and practicing again so those those were the days but i, I think um from then on uh you know, you just get a hang of like trying to be better and, and but I think we um back to your question, I think it's more about being open to people's like opinions and suggestions. And I think those things really helped me get um get further, you know, in the in the uh, for on my journey, you know. Because uh it helped me understand a lot of a lot a lot of things that I wouldn't have discovered on my own you know things that i would be too egoistic about or too self-centered about to realize that i might be doing wrong you know so being open-minded really helped me a lot um helped me to like open my mind and my ears to things that i could have been missing out you know and all those little things helped me understand myself better help me understand music better help me un- un- like understand 
like the whole idea and concept of playing music with other people even better. So I think those are the little things that helped me got like more gigs in a way. All right. Yeah. I see. I see. What what's off the top of your head? Kind of a very influent influential statement that was made to you that in this vein, you know, of really helping you improve faster almost. Uh Well, surprisingly, off the top of my head, like I think this is the one thing that really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being at Park Lane, uh, practicing and hanging out with uh, another local drummer, awesome drummer. He's the drummer for Wiki Aura. Uh, uh, his name is Matthias. Oh yes, and we all. Know I just him. met Matthias yeah. before this podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we used to hang out a lot, and I remember as a kid, I was still a little bit. Um, more about wanting to be better than other people you know wanting to uh be the coolest guy around you know trying to be you know one of the the showy cats you know or mm-hmm. like like guys that can do a lot of stuff um then i remember having a long conversation with him and then he said um you know bro no matter what like groove is king <laughs> you know like how melody is king but as a drummer you know your groove your pocket is is all you need to to focus on first right So as a kid, I think um, not not really a kid, but I was pretty young. Right? So at that point of time, that really struck me and and got me thinking a lot. And I think that was where I started um, really working on um, how I sound, or mm-hmm. more like how I feel when I hear myself play. So things like that, I started recording how myself. And, I see. Uh, and so I want to make sure like I can feel the same way. I feel when I hear like um, records from like Beyonce or Jay Z or you know like all those guys, mm, like mm. Um, the groove that you can you can bob your head to, you want to move your body to. I wanted to make sure that I could replicate that with my playing, and um, I started cutting off more of the fancy stuff and just focus on the essentials, you know, mm, so to speak. Mm. Yeah, so I think that really helped me a lot. Um, more than just um, you know being uh, a good drummer I think that helped me become a better musician as well yeah and it's so interesting right it, the perspective of micro being a drummer mm. and then being a musician is a bit more macro yeah and this is you taking a step back to kind of imagine yourself as a listener listening to yourself yeah how would that make you feel yeah I think that's a beautiful thought process to have as an advancing musician mm-hmm. yeah As an advancing human, so yeah. As I'm doing this, I'm trying to see myself from beyond this. And it's How really does this make people feel? Yeah. You know, because yeah. as as humans, when we have to do that, it makes you. Sometimes, if you are looking at another person, it's easier to say, you know, like, uh, oh, this is wrong. That could be better. But mm. if it's yourself that you're looking at, it becomes a bit more like, uh, I, I, I think I'm okay. You know, then you just want to move on and like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so become like, less critical. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or you become kinder actually. Yeah, selectively, you know, yeah, you 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 choose to like let go of some of your flaws. Uh, yeah. Have definitely. Have you found that to improve, like? Your way of being as a human, also definitely right. Yeah, you become true. kinder. Yeah. Increase patience, increase kindness and empathy. Yeah, definitely. Wow. And it helps you realize that you know, like, maybe somebody else might not sound as good as the you you want them to be. Mm. But then you remember days where you sound good, and then the next day you sound like way worse than you you did yesterday. Right. And right. you start to realize, you know, like um, 
I mean, even though it's our job to to you know be be perfect on stage, but you know, like we all have our lives, and some some days you're just not in it. You know, not that it's an excuse, but um, we shouldn't be too quick to judge. You know, mm. yeah. You can't be in the zone all the time. Yeah, right. I mean, if we want to be. We all would love to be. Yeah, but it's yeah. hard, right? <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Like a question I have for you. On that note, because it's this is all about the craft and all that. I also understand that you're a drama educator. Mm. Like, how how did that start for you? Uh, I think that started off with my brother roping me into a music school that he was teaching in. Okay. Uh, I think that was. Just before I got into NS, um, sixteen. Okay. So I think I was about seventeen, going eighteen. You know, uh, and it was actually thinking about it that was quite a interesting journey and a the interesting way to start. Because I remember my first lesson, there was this little boy that came in. Um, he wanted to learn Indian percussion. Okay. So I. I don't know much, but I kind of know some generic rhythms that I can, you know, like help him translate onto the drum set. You know. Okay. Okay. So I did that with him, and then the first thing he said was, "No, you're wrong. <laughs> Let me show you how it's done." So that was quite an uh, eye-opening experience for me because I thought like teaching would be, you know, like what do you want to learn? Let me share with you what I, I know, and it'd be very um, informative. But it turns out to be <laughs> the totally opposite. <laughs> you know, so it's your just, first class and really learning from your student. Yeah, <laughs> he's telling me no. <laughs> Let me show you how he's done. So it was forty-five minutes of that, um, wow. and it was pretty humbling. <laughs> okay. You know, because um, I, I kind of realized being a teacher is not as easy as just knowing your stuff mm. and then being prepared to share. But beyond that, it's about knowing uh, what your student is here for. And that could be for a million reasons, you know, and what they are looking to get out of it. And, you know, just how, or even down to like how they're feeling on that day, you know, and how, how they're feeling as, as a person, you know, what, what they want to achieve. And that against your expectations of, you know, like what you want of them, you know, I think uh, that <clears throat> is quite a, a, a tough thing to learn. It took me years before I started to slowly understand the, the, the idea of being a teacher and how how big the responsibility can be, you know, at some times. Yeah. Uh, I completely agree with this. The process is beyond just teaching drums. Yeah. The process of being a teacher. Yeah. How how long have you been teaching? Uh, since eighteen, so okay, I'm, I'm getting years, to reveal your age. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty nine. Twelve yeah. years. Twelve years, yeah. And how, how do you keep developing yourself as a teacher? Uh, I would say constantly practicing, constantly figuring out new stuff. Um, but also, I think most importantly, one of the things that I've learned more recently is um, reminding myself of how hard it is to learn like even the simplest stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes you forget how hard it was to even learn how to walk, right? Because... As adults, we can already walk, and we don't think we don't think twice, right? Uh, and I realize when it comes to to drums, it's the same, uh, or any any musical instrument or any any skills in in general, right? Um, sometimes I get too carried away, and I, I feel like you know, like maybe my student is just not focusing. Like it's so simple. Like how can you not get it after like you know one hour or after two lessons, you know? Mm. But then um, 
I I do try to remind myself of like how tough it is, you know, to to learn something new, something that you have no conception of, and in your brain you're trying to build like a, a structure to help you figure out what's going on, and you understand what what everybody is saying, you understand what you are supposed to do, but it doesn't mean you can do what you're supposed to do. Right? Mm. Yeah, so that was quite a an interesting thing to learn, you know, and I think that um beyond just like like teaching drums that also taught me a lot about life right, that's yeah. exponentially more empathy for a fellow human being who's trying yeah. to pick up something new yeah precisely what what, what do you do to remind yourself because I think for many of us who are musicians already mm-hmm. and also teaching many things came naturally to us yeah. for some reason or other but then when you see someone else struggle and then you get different kinds of struggles happening. In my experience, I then I start codifying the language of someone learning this one thing and how people learn differently. Mm. Sometimes it's two weeks and then suddenly they get everything. Yeah. Right. Because those two weeks were the struggle point to get to that point of yeah. tip over. So, so maybe like, what are some things you do to remind yourself of this? Uh, do you just like, think back to a you reflect on lessons or is there a particular thing that you do? I would say sometimes I still forget. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I, I, yeah, I teach a lot as well. It's easy to get yeah. you know, carried away, right? Yes. Yeah. But um, whenever I'm practicing, uh, I feel like that, that um, those times actually reminds me of how hard it can be. Because um, <sighs> like I'm not, like at least um, recently, I'm not so caught up with practicing things that are advanced you know in, in a way uh, I start to work be more picky about my foundation and my fundamentals uh, more than before so like working on those stuff things that your your student would learn on like their first lesson right mm-hmm. and you are practicing the same stuff but of course you are a lot more strict with yourself right but then you still can't do it perfectly, right? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And those times really humble me. And, and you know, when, when I go for for a break, you know, when I drink, uh, when, when, when I go out for a cup of coffee or something mm-hmm. between my, my practice, uh, I do feel really demoralized you know, <laughs> and, and really shitty about myself. And then um, those times, I would remember, you know, like this is how my students felt. You know, right, right, right. <laughs> and this is how tough it is for them. Yeah. And so I, I, I learned to like be more patient and be more um just try to be try to explore different di- different ways to to present the same thing to them. Mm. Yeah, I think I, I'm sure you, you do that a lot right. too. Yeah. Like, kind of the same end result, but mm. the, the systems can be yeah. different for a different learner, right? Yeah. Think, presenting wow. different options for them and f- letting them find the best way for them to figure themselves out. Oh, I I'm a big fan of this. Yeah. Different systems, different systems. Yeah. Moving back to the performer kind of mind frame, because mm. like, I understand you're a session drummer as well. We've played on sessions together. Mm-hmm. Like, what's what's your show prep like? Mm. Let's say you have a gig <laughs> coming up. And you have this bunch of songs that you've got to execute uh, as humanly perfect as possible. That's what we are expected to do yeah. as session musicians. <laughs> so what's your show prep like? Because I think it's different for, for everyone. everyone, yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I, I do wish I was more um, 
discipline you know to, to be sitting backstage and like you know doing my warm-ups and stuff but i'm not gonna lie <laughs> I, yeah he, I he doesn't uh <laughs> reflect shows together he disturbs me when yeah. <laughs> all the time I'm, i'm just going around disturbing people and you know uh, being the noisy one but um when i get really nervous about like uh, a show and about doing well i try to run things through in my head mm-hmm. you know imagine myself playing it uh closing my eyes visualize visualize myself playing them uh, playing on stage and um not that that is completely bulletproof but um it does help me uh like at least when i'm on stage i'm, I'm a little bit more calm and more prepared because you you run it through in your mind like a few more times so when you actually get there it doesn't feel as scary and um Yeah, and the other thing I do to not really prepare myself, but the other thing I do to just calm myself down is just close my eyes. Okay. I mean, yeah. thankfully I'm sitting down, right? So I don't have to like, you know, watch out for anything. So I, I'm always, not that I'm always, but I, I, I tend to close my eyes a lot when I play, uh, which is not the, the best thing to do because sometimes people might be trying to signal me right? mm-hmm. and I'm not looking at anyone. <laughs> I see, yeah. I see. That which is something that I need to work on as well, so. I like both yeah. those things, the, mm-hmm. the mental visualization yeah. and also the closing eyes thing because yeah. you just, you connect to something else yeah, that's rather true. than anxiety or like, yeah, you, you get excitement sometimes doesn't do you good also. Mm-hmm. So like, mm. Yeah, when wow. you connect, you get into the music and then you get in the zone. I think as a drummer, because it's so physical, you can connect with your body as well. Yeah, definitely. So for every episode, we will feature musical guests. Mm-hmm. And for this episode, we have Joel C, who is a singer-songwriter from Miri, Sarawak, Malaysia. I hope I got that right, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to play for us this song named uh, Start Again. And on that note, Ryan, take us away. But your heart's not mine to keep 
So I hope you enjoyed Joel C's song, and I think the guitar player is probably looking a bit familiar now, in a different coloured shirt. <laughs> Makes no effort. It changes the performance in the shirt. And if you like what you heard, please follow Joel on his um, social media platforms. I believe it's Joel C with three E's. S E E E. Yeah, so this is Anton. This is in his real element now. <laughs> So, so <clears throat> I think we've been having a very nice conversation that's being captured. One one question I have for you, because we try to visualize the idea of someone being sixteen, mm-hmm. graduating, or like seventeen graduating, and then they love music, but then all you really know to do with music is to be a pop star or to teach. Yeah. Because those things are out there in the media, all the in betweens are kind of hazy. So one of the goals of this show is to make that haze clear up. Yeah. Oh, that's that's quite cool. Haze clear up. <laughs> so, one, what would you, what what pieces of advice would you give to someone like that who is now right thinking of getting into maybe being a drummer, or a drum teacher also? Uh, honestly, I think now it's. Probably a lot easier. Um, not saying it's going to be easy, but mm. compared to like back then, with like the social media platforms that we have and um, all this technology that we have, uh, I would say the best advice is to not be shy. You know, just really go out there and um, you don't even have to go out there. You know, just <laughs> get on your phone, get on Instagram. If you see a drama you like, uh, send them a, a, a DM. You know, mm-hmm. talk to them. Or if you see a school, don't be afraid to just um hit them up and like you know like uh I'm looking to teach you know like do do you are you looking for teachers or you know if you are like can I come by you know just just to try out and see if I qualify you know things like that I I think it's um very important um and at the same time you know just um be nice and be you know respectful but um. Don't be afraid to get out there and like put yourself out there, you know. Um, but also, I would say more than just um doing those things. Uh, don't forget to uh be critical about yourself and and your your standards and and where where you stand. Um, and I think that's something that's uh gonna be very useful in the long run. Uh. Cause the moment you get complacent, uh, you might not understand why things aren't going anywhere for you. Because right? I had, I, I, I too have had a point in my life where I got complacent and I just, you know, 
assume things are going to go smoothly for me but then you know of course like you know you start losing gigs or you start um having lesser jobs and you start wondering why you know and by the time you realize it's all too late so um <clears throat> i would say best advice you know be critical of yourself you know um but don't be afraid to put yourself out there uh and don't be afraid to ask questions especially because now the question is just one message away on your phone. Right? You don't have to go find someone somewhere and hope to catch them at the bar or oh, hope to catch them. Real. You know, yeah. like can the? Because I'm pretty sure you have fans out there, even though you like to say no, you know. But how can are you open to people just like dropping you a DM and? Yeah, sure, anytime. You know, just what, what's your social media handle? Oh, uh, it's just uh, Anson. My name is K S Y. K S Y. Oh, Kosun you. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. We don't handle that. <laughs> thank you so much for doing thank this. Thank you, Ridwan. Like, and thank you for tuning in. My name is Ridwan, as you and mentioned. I am Ridwan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously he's not Ridwan. <laughs> he's not and Ridwan. We are Insing SG. This yes. is our fifth episode. And what this is, is a podcast where we feature practitioners from various industries. From arts management to musicians to educators to sound engineers to show production like companies. And I think our hope for this is to eventually expand into dance and theater as well. So follow us on all our social media platforms. I'm just going to say all because I always forget like one. I think there's Instagram, there's Facebook, LinkedIn, yes. <laughs> And I think that's all we have time for today. Thanks, man. Thank Thanks you, for doing everyone. this. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Peace.